Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Tesla. We're back, Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Hey, happy denim day. Steve, denims today? I'm always wearing denims. Back. I got some denims. I got my dungarees on. Me too. Denim, denim, denim. Denims all around. I hate that word. Denim. Dungarees. Dungarees. Yeah, that's a stupid, stupid word. That or chinos. How do you feel about a dicky? I don't like the dickies. You don't? I don't like putting on a dicky. I bet you do. No, I don't. I bet you I do. I do not. Man, what a show today. Really? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, tomorrow we better. But today, uh-huh. man, what a show. Okay. It's a National Tell-A-Story Day, too. We got stories today. We'll see about oh, that. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's Pac, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream home improvement, and sometimes it's a necessity. Rock 102 wants to help you get that project done with Pick Your Project, built by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You could win $2,500 in cash, which you could use towards... Updating your kitchen with Kohl's Building Supply. Concrete or masonry work from K&F Construction. Carpentry repairs or maintenance from Home Pro Handyman. Or electrical work from Lyle Electric. Want to win $2,500? Go to rock102.com and sign up before noon on April 29th when one winner will be chosen at random. Pick your project. Built by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. This is Dave Minor from Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements. Are you tired of feeling the effects of labor shortages and seeing the cost of materials go through the roof? If so, I have good news for you. Once again, I have secured roofing materials at special pricing and have a full qualified labor force to install your new roof. When you call us, you don't have to worry about high prices or your job taking forever to complete. Give me a call at 533-0481 or check us out at DaveMinerRoofing.com. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 and Hart with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Mid-50s to high-50s today for the rest of the week, pretty much. 60s on Saturday and Sunday and sunshine all week. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Cracked hip busted. The B-72s are going on tour again, by the way. Uh, it's the B-52s. The well, fact they, they're 72 years old. Yeah. It kind of corresponds with uh, you know, their new name. I'm 72. It's the B-72s. After 45 years, the B-52s uh, will call it quits with a farewell tour this year. The band announced an initial run of 11 dates across the U.S., though more shows are expected to be added in the coming weeks. The band currently has one show scheduled for August 22nd in Seattle, though they're uh, scheduled to kick off a proper run September 29th in Mohegan Sun. Now, I don't mean to, uh, I don't mean to brag, but I actually had this news months and months ago. Did you? Yeah, because they're touring. Get a load of this, Bill. It's not just the B-52s. It's the Tubes Ooh. and Casey and the Sunshine Band. Wow. That's an all-night party. I interviewed Fee Wable from the Tubes on the uh, on the Backstreet's Musical podcast. Yeah, and he said they were in discussions about touring with the B fifty twos. There you go. So I had that well in advance. Look at you How getting all the uh, first timer information. How about that? How many people heard that as well? Quite a few thousand, actually. Really? Yes. Are they just bots online? No, 
We're, we're a fan. No, you're not really a fan. You're from Russia. Listen, why must, why must you kick me in the cubes? I'm telling you exactly what how it happened and when it happened. Because it's easy to kick you in the cubes. Well, you're I'm, a little bit shorter than me, and I can lift my leg right between your legs. <sighs> Go on. Hey, a forensic psychologist brought to the witness stand by Johnny Depp's lawyer said that Amber Heard suffers from borderline personality disorder and hysteronic, hist- histrionic, Hi- histrionics. histrionics. What is that? Uh, Overly dramatic behavior. Yeah, ah. it, it, and it's uh, it's mostly attention-seeking dramatics. I thought that was somebody who enjoyed the History Channel. Could be, too. Mm-hmm. Shannon Curry uh, interviewed Amber for 12 hours and also read through her mental health record. She testified that people like Amber could present as cute and girlish, but in reality they might be, quote, very destructive, dramatic, erratic, and unpredictable. <coughs> yeah, borderline personality is not a, an easy diagnosis, and uh, it's a tough one to get. Uh, Curry said that anyone in a relationship with someone suffering from those conditions would likely see themselves go, quote, go from, quote, idolized to dumpster. Hmm. In the blink of an eye. We've we've had that experience here. You go from idolized to dumpster very quickly. Very, very quickly. Also in a blink of an eye. Uh, she added that it's typical of borderline personalities to be, quote, assaultive as partners. They'll make threats using the legal system, threaten to file for a restraining order, and claim abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, things are going well for Amber in that That's her. No, not really. Uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly drink each other's blood for ritual purposes. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I can't even. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? Really, Megan? What are you doing? How do you even... How do you even suggest that in a relationship? Hey, Me- honey, you know what I'd really like to do? Mm, I, wanna- I think you and I. Now, hear me out. Hear me out on this one. We should sit around and drink each other's blood. Well, are you how- with me? How much does it take, too? Like, I mean, if you cut yourself a little bit on the finger and then you kind of suck some of it, is that that's not really drinking. So, in other words, yeah. they get large well, quantities. In order to drink it, it has to be a few ounces at least, right? It's, no, it's just a few drops. Oh. In an interview with Glamour UK, Megan said, quote, it's just a few drops, but yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only. Mm, yeah. Megan does tarot card reading and is into astrology and does metaphysical practices and meditations. So when there's a new, uh, new or full moon... She has a special ritual she does, which is where the blood comes in. Uh Uh-huh. When I do it, it's a passage, or it's used for a reason, and it's controlled where it's like, let's shed a few drops of blood and drink it. If you're with somebody who uh, insists upon rituals during a full moon, is that a red flag? Yes, and there is a black moon, I think, coming up this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. When your name is Machine Gun Kelly... That's a red flag for other people. So I think uh, between the two of them, they got more red flags wow. than communist China. Having a stage name is no big deal. But drinking each other's uh, fluids, mm. it's got to be a limit. Uh, he's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic, and he's willing to just cut his chest open with broken glass and be like, take my soul. This is what I'm talking about. The red flags go both yeah, directions. I guess so. They fly in both the wind wind sails. I read that um, Steven Tyler has a lot of fondness for current rock music, and he cited um, Machine Gun Kelly as one of the reasons why. Dave, you're well, on. I can see. You're on Tinder. Have you ever seen a woman who said, <laughs> "I like my blood"? Uh, in, in you know, someone to drink my blood. No, but I put it out there on my own profile, and I'm getting tons of hits. I bet you are. So yeah, like a blood drinking Dave mm. Coons. Yeah. 
Ooh, he's a bloodsucker. How are you doing? Uh, Al Pacino turned 82 on Monday and celebrated by going to dinner with his 28-year-old girlfriend, Noor Afala. 28 years old. <laughs> 82. Well, she's dated a bunch of other older guys as well. Well, maybe she's into that. Clint Eastwood and people like that. What is it about these older guys that she really likes? <laughs> uh, gee, the, the blood what? drinking? Well, no, I don't. No. I don't think so. I mean, maybe the. Uh, <laughs> it might be the fact that they're all rich old guys. Oh, maybe that's no. What it's the sensitivity. Uh, yeah, and he's uh, he's still using that Shrek phone case that went viral. Do you remember this? He had, no. a, he had a Shrek phone case, and no. everybody's yes. like, "Why does Al Pacino have a Shrek phone case? Hmm. Why not?" What's wrong? He can have a Shrek phone case if he wants to. Al Pacino can do whatever Al Pacino sets his mind to. I will lose my mind. Who is that? I don't know. No idea. I was just, I had something in my throat. Uh, Harry Styles doesn't feel like talking about his sexuality. Quote, uh, the whole point of where we should be heading, which is towards accepting everybody and being more open, is that it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it does. I'm, su- I'm surprised anyone thinks that his sexuality is all that important. I don't know. And Unless, the, uh, of course, you were interested in finding out for other reasons. And uh, here's some here's some surprising news. I didn't know this. The Circle K convenience store from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure mm-hmm. is going to close sometime in the next month. It's located in Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Now, even though the movie was set in San Dimas, California, it was mostly filmed in the Phoenix area. Okay. All I ever knew about Bill and Ted thinking that it was filmed in California has been crushed you just f- by this news you must feel so deceived it's it's horrible it's uh i can't believe i've been living the big bill and ted lie for the last 35 years dave could you please give him a hug i'm a little busy right now uh, i i yeah sure okay and show, th- show some tenderness to the guy he's struggling <laughs> and that's your hollywood trash and rock 102 oh yeah prices on everything have been going up food get following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is 6 a.m. on Rock 102. A little light rain in the area lingering, but uh, that'll be moving on out here in just a few short minutes and then mid-50s today for the rest of the week with lots of sun. 60s this weekend. The weather is brought to you by Jay Smeagol Roofing. Visit jsmeagolroofing.com for more information. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Baseball. Red Sox blew it. Losing to Toronto in 10, 6-5. Sox are north of the border again to take on the Blue Jays tonight. Meantime, hockey action. The Springfield Thunderbirds over Lehigh Valley 5-0. T-Birds thus clinching a number 2 seed in the upcoming AHL playoffs. They've got one more regular season game on the road Friday in Providence. And in the NHL overnight, the Bruins beat Florida 4-2. That means the Bees will take on either Carolina or Toronto in the first round of the playoffs. And by the way, the Bruins won't be the only team playing outdoors at Fenway in January of 2023. The UMass hockey team will also play there, probably against BC, as part of a run of outdoor events. In basketball, the Celtics will get either Milwaukee or Chicago Sunday game. One of the playoffs, the Bucks and Bulls are playing tonight. The Bucks win, and they will advance to take on Boston. Also, ESPN's Kendrick Perkins called Boston the best team in the NBA. He was having a little discussion with Stephen A. Smith. We'll have that audio for you a little bit later on. 
Elsewhere in NBA playoff action last night, Miami knocked out Atlanta, and Memphis took a 3-2 lead over Minnesota, and Phoenix a 3-2 lead over the New Orleans Pelicans. And a little football news for you. Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry, along with actor Reese Witherspoon, becoming part owners of the Nashville professional soccer team, Nashville SC. Henry joining Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Texans running back Mark Ingram, and Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson as the only NFL players to double as minority owners of a soccer club. Congrats to them and good luck with that kind of soccer. And... Speaking of football, Bax has some interesting football legal notes involving a former Patriots star next in his view from the couch on Rock 102. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, having once been a child myself, I can tell you there were all sorts of things that I had done that went against my parents' wishes. Be happy to list some of them off for you today. However, I believe the show ends at 10 a.m. and we simply don't have that kind of time. However, no matter what sort of youthful indiscretions I may or may not have been a part of, there was always somebody else's kid out there who was much worse. Much worse. For example, let's take a look at the son of former Patriots nose tackle Vince Wilfork, who pled guilty yesterday for stealing, among other things, his father's Super Bowl rings and other paraphernalia. Last year, 24-year-old DeAndre Holmes Wilfork arrested in Galveston, Texas for allegedly stealing his father's stuff and selling them not only the two Super Bowl rings that he won with the Patriots, but also an AFC championship ring and the championship ring he won with the Miami Hurricanes as well. Initially, Vince thought the stuff was misplaced. Instead, it had been stolen by his son and sold for a reported $62,000 for stuff that was actually worth four times that amount. He also pawned several other items of his father's jewelry for another $4,600. All the things, all the rings at least, have been returned to the old man, but the jewelry, sadly enough, is gone forever. And as a result of the guilty plea, DeAndre will do loads of community service and serve five years of probation. Folks, if I stole my parents' valuable yadros or precious moment keepsakes, I'd still be standing in the corner and sent to bed without any supper. This kid steals nearly $300,000 worth of stuff and he gets nothing more but a slap of the wrist. I don't even think my parents own $300,000 worth of stuff. And if they did, they'd probably take away the joysticks from my Atari gaming system and force me, against my will, to watch educational TV instead. And no kid should be forced to do that. Look, I'm sure he was, I'm sure this kid was up to no good at the time. But according to reports, apologies have been accepted and everyone's getting along. But if it happens again, I'm pretty sure Vince Wilfork is going to give that kid something to really cry about. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Clark and Kensington is the house brand paint at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Paint and primer all in one. Does it work? You bet it does. And it saves lots of time and money. You got a painting project at Clark and Kensington, the house brand paint at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610, and the Rolling Stones are back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Yeah, we had a little bit of rain lingering uh, this morning, but it's heading out. We've got mid-50s to high-50s for today, and pretty much for the rest of the week with lots of sunshine. 60s coming this weekend. You had uh, bourbon in your ice cream, backs. That was actually the best thing I had. 
Uh, last night, uh, Steve and I were invited to uh, to kind of co-host this event at uh, at Great Horse. Heard you guys talking about that. The uh, Feast in the East. Feast mm-hmm. in the East. They did this a couple of years ago. Well, the last time they did it was uh, just before the pandemic started, right. and, and and Jenny and I went, and mm-hmm. and we ate like uh, like we were professionals. Well, let me back up. I ate like I was a professional. Right. And uh, and last night, you and I were invited. Mm-hmm. We were invited uh, back in February, so yeah, that's why. No offense, Dave. That's why you weren't invited. This no, no, is, I, that's all right. I don't take it personally at all. Yeah, well, well, you not, should. Not that I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah don't don't admit. take it. To me. Maybe admit. maybe next year okay. they have us back. Yeah, right. That'll yeah. be all three of us. I've heard but, that a lot, by the way. Maybe next year. But it was up at Great Horse mm-hmm. in yeah. uh, in Hamden, yep. which is uh, golf course, right? Very close to my. It's not just a golf course. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, this is like a I don't know a, an exclusive country club. It's like uh, when Mr. Drummond came and picked up Arnold and Willis. Yeah, you know, for the first time going into that penthouse. That's what going to Great Horse is yeah. like. Well, I think if I'm not mistaken, our salesman Tommy Pluta has a membership there. Does he not? At Great Horse, or is he is someplace else? He has I, a, some exclusive uh, country. Wait a minute. He works here and he yes. can afford to go there? Yeah. I guess I'm in the wrong department, <laughs> apparently. No, no kidding. Going to sales. Well, you know, it used to be the old Hamden Country Club, okay. which, was a, uh, which was a great semi-private course yeah. Yeah. and uh, a lot of fun to play in. I, I might be confusing him, with, by the way, with the is it the Orchards? That's yeah. I think that's I think where that, Tommy that, belongs. I think that's where yeah. Tommy belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing bad against the orchards, but, but it's no it's, it's no, no great, great horse. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, the orchards is beautiful. It's a yeah. great is a yep. great course. Uh-huh. But you know, they uh, they're you know the the uh, Antonacci family uh, put the I'm, I'm sure I butchered the name. I'm sorry if I did. Uh, they put a lot of money into this mm-hmm. thing, and the uh, the clubhouse and the event room uh, are beautiful, absolutely yeah. stunning. Okay. So. You go in there for this is now my second event uh, up there, and it's you know I mean it's just it's a very classy place. It's, okay, it's the kind of place that even though I have begged for a complimentary lifetime membership, mm-hmm. I know one is yeah. never going to come because okay. I am not the I am not well, their kind of guy. Well, first of all, you don't really play golf. Well, yes, but you can join a country club mm-hmm. without having to play golf. I know. Yeah, I mean there's there's, there's other things you can do. There's suppers. Yeah, there's supper, there's drinking, there's more supper, and mm-hmm. then you, you got to fill the, you know, fulfill the the food uh, requirement of your membership. Okay, but the uh, the feast in the east, man, it was like it was basically restaurants from around this side of the river, I guess. Right? Isn't that how the ERC five? Isn't that the uh, the five towns? Yes, for the Chamber of Commerce, Ludlow right. and Wilbraham and Hamden and. Springfield too. Palmer, I think maybe is in there too. Uh, yeah, because uh, Steaming Tender had a uh, a table. Right. So, right. Uh, but they so they had all the, the, this uh, sample, little samples, and you know what? You fill up very quickly when you're doing samples, because your body is taking time to digest that one sample before you get to go on to the next one. Sure. Right. And samples of what exactly? A, uh, exquisite. Uh, cuisine. Uh, okay, we ran into Phil Collins. No jacket required. From, uh, it's, uh, it's Bill. Bill it's Bill Phil Collins. Collins. He looks. He's a dead ringer for him. Yeah. Um, and and, and anything I like. And were there booze samples along with the food samples too, or not? Yeah. I didn't have any of those, but there were uh, plenty of wine, vodka, yeah, uh, beer. beers, mm-hmm. lots of beers, yeah, and all a, that there stuff. Was tequila there last night too. Ooh, tequila. Yeah, Ooh, that's right. How about that. Um, one of the things that uh, they had there. And this place hasn't even opened yet. Uh, is Jackalope now? Jackalope is the old Adolfos, and that's about to open real, real soon. Yeah, 
seen the menu. Looks very, uh, looks very, very nice. They had like a, like a sticky rib last night. That was fantastic. Yeah. It was really, really good. You know, I, I, I meant to tell you, I did the uh, the thing at White Lion a couple of weeks ago, yes. and that was the first time I'd been into the actual inside of the the, the restaurant yeah. and uh, ordered the food. They had these Asian crispy ribs. Oh, man, those were, like, fantastic, too. They were probably just as good, if not better, than those ones last night. Do you have their new Marcus Camby beer that we were talking about? I don't drink, so it doesn't really – I don't uh, get in – but the food. Mm -hmm. Oh, the food. Yeah, we had had lunch a couple weeks ago. My cousin and her husband came in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I got to tell you, the the food at White Lion was awesome. Yeah. It was real – I think I got a whole bunch of ribs, like a bunch of ribs, and they were fantastic. Yeah, it's like a like a sesame wings, sauce. Wings, wings. I had wings. Wings, not, you had not wings. Ribs. Wings. Yeah, yeah. But, the, but the and the ribs, they come in like, it says four or eight or sixteen. Yeah, you only need four. Like that's it's enough portion. I uh, that, you know that's always my problem with yeah. the yeah. with the ribs. Yeah, I, I, or or anything that comes in like a like a small number where you can order like ten. Yeah, and you think well. Ten should be enough, or you know, sixteen would be even better. I and have a then, question, Bax. So, amid all this discussion of delicious food, yeah. how's, how's your sixteen-hour fast going? By the way, oh, don't even get me started. He shoved all those uh, <laughs> those calories in last night. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm made up for it. You know, I mean, I'm trying, but it's oh, it's a struggle. <laughs> well, I mean, you look good. Struggle. I can tell that it, that uh, your fasting is uh, is working. Come on! No, I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just blowing smoke up your. your you sure your you're not ass. just blowing smoke up my ass? <laughs> your big ass. Yeah. It, well, listen, I'm trying. Uh, no, I'm serious though. You look like you've you've shed some pounds. I'm trying. It's you know it's like it's, it's like anything else. It is a struggle because you know I, with this fast, the thing I noticed about the uh, about uh, like the the 16 hour fast is yeah. I start getting hungry about the 10th hour mm-hmm. and yeah those last six hours. I I could eat a shoe, and I would. You just got to take a nap for part of that, and then you don't. Yeah, but the best time to take a nap will be right now. I so that, and there are some times when I've even considered it. But but uh, yeah, go ahead. But, but last night, yeah. you know, so the, what, what they had the so La Cucina was there, uh, the Craft uh, Thirty Two up here in East Long Meadow Center Square yeah. Grill food there was very very yeah that good was last Phil night. Collins who, Phil who Collins. was serving up uh, it was almost like a goulash. It was I a, compared it to a goulash. It was like a like a uh, like a stewed beef in like a like an egg noodle yep. type of gravy thing. And there was another thing that they had. It was like a shrimp on risotto. Risotto, oh, love risotto. Yeah, so bad for me, but I but I love it. And then the, you know there was other stuff too. Student Prince was there, and and a bunch of others. It's a really it's a very very nice event that the uh, the combined chambers of commerce put together. You know, it, and it also brings attention, which they obviously want to do, brings attention to a lot of places that people didn't know might exist. Like that Jackalope place, I guess, has been open in, in Northampton, right? Uh, it's a different name in Northampton. Okay. But, but yeah. I thought that, that, that's what they said. But yeah, I, but the, but Jackalope in Springfield is opening yeah. up really, really soon. Yeah. And, if, and I've seen what the menu looks like. It looks really, really good. Yeah, you get to discover all of these places that you might not have known exist, and yeah. uh, that's the cool thing about featuring these places. Now, let me tell you, this is and and I, and I mean this. I know, and, and we we're talking about uh, you know blowing smoke up of people's yeah. uh, backsides. I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing that. When you go to an event like this, you sometimes get a different appreciation for the fact that there really are some great places to eat, mm-hmm. and a lot of people involved in making terrific craft beer in yeah. massachusetts 
specifically in Western Massachusetts, but really statewide. The craft beer, some of the best craft beer in the entire East Coast is being made right here in Massachusetts. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact, Jack. That's a fact, Jack. And uh, and we should be proud of all that and be out there supporting people. Uh, as much as I appreciate anybody who starts a small business and does their own uh, brewing and all that other stuff, yep. uh, I was always more concerned about what's the highest alcohol content beer that you have. Do you have the 10 to 12% one? I do like that that's one. that's the one you want to get blasted on. I do appreciate when a restaurant puts like their yeah. beer menu on a wall, like on a blackboard, and they have the percentage on the side. Mm-hmm. The ABV. Yeah. I'll I think take that's that. a, I think that's kind of a nice uh, a nice help. That was the the time I got uh, I got a little schnockered here uh, during the morning show uh, years ago with uh, Opa Opa Brewing Company came in here. Yes, it was it was like a it was, it was like all the stars were aligned that day. Uh, <laughs> we have them in at like quarter to nine. Yep, and they bring in like these two big growlers full of this double IPA, which was like fourteen percent. It was like drinking barley wine. <laughs> so I had two big glasses of that, yeah. and then I'm getting like nice and yeah. You know, I remember that. And then by uh, nine thirty-five, when Hollywood Trash started, which I wasn't a part of that day, <laughs> McDonald's had dropped off breakfast burritos. So it was like <laughs> this is mirroring what I do on Friday morning at, or Saturday morning at two a.m. Uh, versus uh, what I'm doing now. It was kind of like just reliving the nightlife at uh, nine thirty in the morning. Years ago. Stuff. Jim Cook from uh, from Sam Adams yep. came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't do live radio anymore for any number of reasons. But because he's on this show. Uh, no, it was a def- it was another show that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, got out of his out of out of hand. But okay. he had he was selling a a, a beer that was like almost twenty percent alcohol, and it came in a little cobalt blue bottle, and I think he was selling it for like eighty dollars a mm-hmm. bottle, and he had one. Wow. And so he 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 poured like three cups, and uh, and we all drank it, and uh, and 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 he drank his first. It was like eight o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. He drank his first, and it's like he's like looking at us, waiting to see what our reaction would be. Yeah. And uh, I gotta tell you, it was like straight up soy sauce. It was disgusting. Oh, I'm sure it was. It yeah. was freaking awful. And you know, and it's in my mouth. And under normal circumstances, I probably would have spit it right out. <laughs> but because the owner of the company sure. is here, I didn't want to insult the poor guy. So I, yeah, how I do you tell somebody their beer sucks. I swallowed and said, "Oh, that's really good. Thanks for coming in, Jim. Yeah. See you next time." But that's the that's the stuff. That's the stuff oh. the uh, the alcoholics go for is the high percentage. <laughs> what do you got that's gonna knock me on my ass? In but it was in thirty eight, minutes. But it was eighty dollars for an eight ounce bottle yeah. of something that just tasted god awful. And it, you know, and like and I like the guy's beer, but man, yeah. that was brutal. Is that what malt liquor is? By the way, is that really high alcohol content? Is malt liquor like really high like that? Because that's what malt, that's the cheap stuff, right? Malt liquor is usually like a it's at a least twelve percent. Okay. Uh, okay. I had well, no idea. When you and I were splitting that King Cobra out of that paper bag a few months, ago, a couple of years ago, how th- much? How much I, was that? I think that was only about nine percent. But still, still good stuff. Mm-hmm. King Cobras and uh, what was the other one we had? Too? <laughs> I think it was an old English eight hundred. Old, old English, English eight hundred. Yeah. That's the one. That's, that's the one we had in the limo. Yeah, we so went Halloween. Limo. Yeah, that's that was great. a good one. That we needed. We needed to pregame and uh, mm-hmm. Steve. Steve and I <laughs> went to. Uh, what was, I forgot what liquor store it was, but we. Uh, yeah, we got a few things for the road. Pretty cool. In the limo. It's uh, 622. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Thinking about a... Food fight. 
Foo Fighters <laughs> on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Uh, that's Learn to Fly, not to be confused with Learning to Fly from Pink Floyd and Learning to Fly from Tom Petty. No right? one's, no one's going to confuse those. All right. Pretty Just, sure. Yeah, I don't think anybody would confuse okay. that. Anyway. Uh, uh, mid-50s today, by the way, and uh, lots of sunshine for today and through the rest of the week. And now it's time for today. You need a lozenge after something like that? Is it lozenger or lozengers? Lozenges. 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 No R. No R in there. You know, my mom used to put an R in um, sherbet. You know, the ice cream. Yeah, sherbet. Yeah, sherbet. Because it's short for sorbet, and then it got Americanized to sherbet from sorbet. Oh, wow. But but my mom used to call it sherbet. We always remember it was uh, it's a sure bet that it's not ice cream. That's for sure. Hey, today I learned uh, the reason why many 90s cartoons had a shoehorned educational message for children because of the introduction of the 1991 Children's Television Act, which required kids' TV programs to serve the educational and informational needs of children. Ugh. Mm. That's the last thing kids need. You really don't see that much anymore. You know, the special educational messages. It's yeah. more just the, uh, well, here's more crap for your kid to enjoy. <laughs> here's a, here's another uh, Nickelodeon TV show. Here's 10 hours of Baby Shark for your whole family to be singing together in their heads for hours. Right, and they don't put little uh, great little lines in there for the adults to enjoy like they did back in the old days with the great cartoons that we watched as yeah. kids that our parents were chuckling over because there was stuff that went right over our heads. Yeah, like Rocky and Bowling yes. was a very sophisticated cartoon. Exactly. So it was uh, Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, you know, today's cartoons, and by today's cartoons, I'm talking over like the last 25 years, are just awful. All the all the good ones no, came and went, no. and they were gone. They're only awful because you're holding on to your nostalgia. That's why they're awful. You're you're not you don't want to change. You don't want to accept new things. I'm that's w- your problem. Now, I'm willing to accept new things, yeah. but the Looney Tunes were great. Ren and Stimpy were great. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. I mean, these were great cartoons. Sure. Even SpongeBob had flashes of greatness for a while and then, yeah. you know, fell off the table. Well, but- and, and, and obviously the cartoon makers realized what they were doing because then it spawned like Family Guy, which is <laughs> entirely for adults. Right. But we don't we don't do the uh, the sitcoms or cartoons that had the special message. Like Again, my favorite episode is when Dudley uh, on uh, Different Strokes uh, yes. got uh, coerced into going into the back room with uh, the bike shop owner, yeah, who Gordon was Jump. Gordon Jump, and uh, proceeded to take his shirt off and watch cartoons and eat ice cream. Yeah, they never mm-hmm. they never do that tonight on a very special Different Strokes. Or when Tracy Gold had bulimia on mm-hmm. uh, on f- uh, Growing Pains. Yep. Tonight yeah. on a very special Growing Pains. She's going to puke it all up. And tell her family she's just not feeling well. And that is today I learned. Back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Big $32 million renovation of something in Western Mass. We'll tell you about it coming up in the news on Rock 102. On a very special newscast <laughs> with Dave Coombs. Leah Toto. 633. We're back, Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. And here's Dave Coombs. $32 million bucks. That's what it took to completely renovate the main runway at Westover 
Air Reserve Base in Chicopee. And Mass Governor Charlie Baker on hand yesterday during the ribbon-cutting ceremony to mark the completion of that new runway. Also, the University of Massachusetts Amherst folks were there for the official opening of their Aviation Research and Training Center at Westover. So, big day at Westover yesterday. Now, um, I don't know if you had this story, but apparently uh, Charlie Baker is now saying that uh, he's all on board with East-West Rail. Oh, yeah. Which is huge news. It's about time that someone started talking <laughs> seriously about doing that. Yeah, I've only been talking about it for the last 25 years. I know, but uh, everyone's saying, ah, no, there's no re- reason for that. And now people are starting to understand, hey, maybe there's a good, uh, a great benefit for the entire state to have East-West Rail from Boston to Pittsfield running through Springfield. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's a benefit to everybody. Yeah, and how long would it take to get from here to Boston instead of uh, using the pike? By using that uh, rail, would would you cut, well, cut you're the not time talk- in half? Or well, what? you're not talking about like an Acela type of type of train. I don't mm. think you're talking about like high speed rail, right? But you are talking about access to it, the access to commuter rail yeah. mm-hmm. from from Boston to uh, to Springfield, right? So if it's commuter rail, you're still making all the stops. It's still not going to be the fastest way of doing it. But I'll tell you what, if it if it, I mean, on a on a real bad day. Uh, traffic-wise, you know, it would take, like in Rehoboth, it would take, you know, an hour, an hour and a half to mm-hmm. get to Boston, 40, mile, you know, 40 miles away. Sure. That should never happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you take a, the train, you know, you can move out to areas of the state that uh, there's, you know, a, a, a lower cost of living. You know, you shorten up commute times overall. Sure. I think, it's a, I think it's a good benefit for the whole thing. Well, by virtue of actually just talking about it, like you said, does that mean it's going to become a reality or, you know, is this just you're more talk? Be, well, it's it, it's more talk at this point, but yeah. you, but at least you're, you're starting to see a little bit of forward momentum on it. Right. And that's important. Well, maybe they could put little jumper plane flights in at uh, the Westover base and we could take some airplanes to and from eastern Massachusetts as well. Why don't, we, why don't we talk about that since we got a brand new $30 million runway? That's not for uh, public use. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's all military. Yeah. I mean, unless you're willing to do some... Uh you know, some military uh, action. Uh, at it's, your... like, it's like st- it's like uh, when you're a kid and you see a brand new playground being built, and mm-hmm. then you realize it's at a private school and you can never go in there and use it. Yeah, right. That's exactly what the new because the private school kids right. will mock you. So we go from 32 million, which is what it took to renovate the runway at Westover, to 7.2 million. That's the amount of money Springfield's going to get to combat the opioid crisis. Dom Sarno. On hand yesterday, saying the money will be applied to about a dozen areas, including increasing and enhancing Narcan, Narcan training for police officers, creating a real-time data collection system that allows users, providers, and relatives of friends to find updated detox services and residential treatment options, also developing a community-wide opioid overdose response plan and purchasing a specialized Department of Health and Human Services vehicle to enhance opioid-related response as well. An opioid vehicle shaped like a pill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the uh, Oscar Mayer yeah. wiener. Yeah, wiener yeah it's right? going to be a big, yeah, the, giant... Uh, yeah. And the front grill of the vehicle is like a pill splitter. I love it. Yeah. I uh, I talked to the mayor uh, on Saturday mm-hmm. at the grand opening of the uh, the Rockies Ace Hardware on Liberty Street. Good you thing. dingbats. Good if thing. you don't come into this Rockies Ace Hardware, you are losing your money over to that big orange box store. That's it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he he would love to come back on the show. 
You know, the bus chops, you know, uh, with the, with us dingbats. <sighs> Why don't we do a regular thing? Why don't we have like a mayoral <laughs> 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 that. The no, 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 that. They never no. shut up. No. Mayoral Monday. I think <laughs> it's a hit. Come on, God, man. Mayoral Monday. Anyway, the, uh, the mayor. Nobody needs that much mayor. <laughs> the, the mayor is more than happy to come back on anytime according and to I, him. I'm more than happy to have him on, but not quite on a regular basis. Oh, every monthly. We only, we only want to talk. Listen, he does such a good job, we don't really need to hear from him that much. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does a great job. He's a great mayor, mm-hmm. and he does a great job. He doesn't need to He doesn't need to have his voice on this show no, all the time. No, no. Actually, we, I think we'd be taking him away from his work. That's right. He's too busy. He's too. He's much too busy him, taking care of business. Let him decide that. Uh, we've decided it. <laughs> <laughs> In other news, an off-duty Ludlow police officer was bitten severely by a woman after an arrest on Friday. According to 22 News, at approximately 2.30 in the afternoon on Friday... An off-duty Ludlow police officer entered the Big Y supermarket on Center Street in Ludlow and saw suspicious activities by an adult female inside the store. The off-duty officer went to tell the store manager about a suspect and some shoplifting, Mm -hmm. but the female left the store with a carriage full of unpaid items. The officer called Ludlow Central Dispatch asking for backup while he went to the parking lot and confronted the shoplifting woman. He then told the woman that he was a Ludlow police officer off-duty, and the suspect attempted to flee, quickly detained by the officer, but while trying to detain her, the suspect severely bit the officer on his forearm. Was he once bitten, twice shy? Ooh, my, my. My, my. Which which version of that, by the way? Great White or... uh, Mata Hoople. Mata Hoople. uh, Great White for sure. Mata Hoople sucks. What? Mata Hoople does not suck. The woman, 34-year-old... Natoya Hallams of Springfield charged with shoplifting A and B on a police officer causing serious bodily injury serious bodily what injury What about the C? <laughs> Just the A and the B. <laughs> and also charged with mayhem. I okay. guess that's where maybe that's where the biting, the biting comes in, I don't know. The officer was treated at a local hospital for his injury and released, returned to full duty. Later found that the story gets better and better. It was later found that the items taken exceeded 600 bucks and were, quote, mostly expensive seafood items, end quote. Really? Yes. This is my chunky shrimp, not yours. <laughs> what, what, uh, what kind of seafood items are we talking Does about? Does not say. Yeah. Does not say. Maybe we could get a report from <laughs> the Ludlow police. Yeah, if you're uh, trying to sneak flounder out. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, you got any connections on the Ludlow police force there? Maybe we get Who, a full report here. No, I have no connection. As a matter no. of fact, I'm not allowed in Ludlow. Really? Yeah. I'm not welcome there. Hmm. Daniel Velatas wants to kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been bitten by another human being? Uh, I think my kid, when she was little. Yeah. Uh, my kid, uh, you know, when they kids go through these phases where they uh, they want to bite things. And then uh, that was that was squashed quickly. Right, that hurts. So you were nursing at the time, right? Yes, my nipple was quite raw. That's what I, I thought. Uh, it was bleeding everywhere. I had to get one of those pumps. <laughs> a Springfield man <laughs> pleading guilty in federal court in Boston in connection with a scheme to launder money through various phone fraud uh, scams. 
the Springfield man, 29-year-old Utkarsh Thakur, pleading guilty to one count of money laundering conspiracy. So back in 2021, he and his co-conspirators called victims over the phone pretending to be individuals in positions of authority, such as law enforcement, and threatening the victims in order to get the money. The victims were told to mail cash to fictitious individuals at addresses in Massachusetts. Then Mr. Thakur obtained fake ID cards in the names of those fictitious individuals, retrieved the cash that was mailed, and took the cash to others involved in the scheme. In total, Thakur laundered more than a million bucks in victims' funds and kept a portion of that for himself. Hmm. Did his uh, parents have anything to say? Like a father... What is his last name? Thakur. Uh, Father Thakur or uh, mother? Thakur. Thakur. Yeah, and his name again, Utkarsh Thakur. I don't Mm. see nothing in here about Tupac Thakur. Oh, I don't know about that. But uh, nevertheless, Mm -hmm. uh, I just wish I had the kind of creativity. Right. To launder money. Yeah. And and, and, and I'm sure he was very good at it for a while. Right. And and I'm sure there are money launderers that do it and never get caught. What cycle you put that on? The the permanent press or uh, gentle cycle? Oh, gentle. Mm -hmm. Well, it all depends on the fabric. Uh, By the way, he wasn't good at it for very long, Bax, to your point. This happened between January and August of 2021. So for about nine months, I guess, he got away with it. Yeah, which but, isn't very long. I know, but you know, if I, I just wish I had the kind of uh, chops to do it well and do it for long, but I don't. I, I I'd be caught in in, a, in, a, in an hour. And by do it long, you mean money launder. That's right. Okay, just want to clear that up. They're never going to happen my way. So six forty three with back Steve and Dave, and uh, coming up, we were talking about cartoons before. There's something called a fictosexual now. Okay, straight ahead. Details coming up in the Mass Hat with audio on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 649 and the cars on Rock 102. Mostly cloudy today with a high of 56. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 52. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. 649 with back Steve and Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. A man in Japan named Akihiko Kondo. He's 38 years old, and he was dating Hatsune Miku, who is a fictional computer-synthesized pop singer. Okay. Yeah. She's identified in pop culture as a 16-year-old. Again, he's 38. She's 16 in the virtual world with turquoise hair. And here she is singing one of her pop tunes. It's a polka in Japanese language, by the way. I actually like it. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. So anyway, he got married to this fictional computer-synthesized pop singer mm-hmm. four years ago. Was that their uh, their first dance song, their wedding song? Doesn't say. But this guy, Akihiko Kondo, is considered to be a fictosexual. Someone who is sexually attracted to fictional characters. Yeah. Huh, how about that? He spent 
2 million yen on the nuptials. It's about $17,000 to get married to this fictitious woman. Really? Family did did not attend the ceremony. I wonder why. Because they probably think he's crazy. Yeah. And this marriage occurred four years ago. Now, was there a prenuptial agreement signed before this wedding? Doesn't say. Here's the problem. Since falling in love, Kondo apparently now can no longer interact with his synthesized loved one because Gatebox, the $1,300 machine that allowed device owners to interact with characters, is now gone and out of production. Oh, my God. So is it time to start seeing other fictional people? Apparently. You know, holograms, uh, cartoon characters, Hmm. who knows? I'll never forget my first fictional love. Who was that? Oh, she was something. Quite coquettish. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, she was. Absolutely. She was... uh, she was uh, winsome, you could say. Yeah, describe her. What's what did her she, what did she wear? Her? She was bosomy, yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right. Yes, with flaxen hair hmm. and uh, and uh, with a beautiful hue. Beautiful. So hue. A guy named Hugh? Really? No. Oh. H U E. She had a beautiful hue. Gotcha. Who was it? What was her name? Or Hugh was it? Was she her- married? No, she was not married. She was single. She was well, uh, yes. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out who this is because I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm like, really making it up at the top of my head. Yeah, well, well, cartoon character. Yeah, yes. Uh, coquettish. Coquettish. How does that mean? Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, coy, uh, footloose and fancy free. All right. Would she you, was tall, uh, thin. Would you, uh, would you find her in the future, so to speak? No, I think you probably find her in the past. Uh, okay. Tall, thin, dark hair. Sometimes she up in a, in a bu- no. Sometimes. Uh, in a bun, uh, usually wore like a red shirt with little uh, things on her on her wrists, a uh, black long skirt, uh, mm. hung out with a guy, used to eat a lot of spinach. Um, oh. oh, olive oil. Wait, did you oh. s- did you say bosomy? Well, I <laughs> with mean. With olive oil? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was the, the, the animated version, not so much, but you know. Yeah, I had a thing for um, a woman that uh, was sort of way in the past and wore a... Uh, Sort of a caveman outfit, and it really turned me on. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, was her name Betty? No. Uh, Wilma. Wilma was her ah, name. Ah, yes. Yeah. So I always found uh, Betty to be slightly more intriguing. <laughs> I never got married to Wilma, but I always wanted to propose. I didn't have the um, funds necessary to have a fictosexual wedding at the time, so I was never able to follow through. I'm sure there's enough sick things in your background, though, that we could talk about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Did it give you a rock on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what what you yeah. I don't really understand any of that. Yeah. You, Steve, did you have a special crush of any type that uh, maybe you couldn't follow through on because uh, it was a fictitious character? Mc, McGruff the crime dog really? always did it for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Something about that trench, a crime. Yeah, something about that trench coat. Uh, what was going on <laughs> under that trench coat <laughs> yes, there, McGruff? A lot of people wanted to know. I take a bite out of crime. Mm-hmm. Well, Hatsune Miko is still available. I think he can continue to be available. <laughs> Snappy little number, though. Yeah. Sounds like a Japanese child getting murdered. <laughs> I, I think it'd be a little bit yeah. more, a uh, little bit more disturbing than that. You can put her into YouTube, by the way, and search up Hatsune Miku, M I K U, and get a look at this fine 
woman. I will not get to that right away. <laughs> All right. It is 6.55 with back Steve and Dave. We've got your 102-second sports coming up next. And in that sports report, apparently the Celtics are going to win the whole thing, according to one expert. Stay tuned for the audio. Everyone has a project they want to... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 709 in Aerosmith with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Dude looks like a lady, a, a fictosexual lady at that, I might add. I don't know if that's true. Just saying. Could be. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, how about a little uh, round of Am I the A-hole? Yes. Well, sure. Uh, yes. Uh, we, we can just say yes, you are. Sure. I am. I know I am. Uh, am I the A-hole for telling my friend that I'm not going to drive her when she's drunk? All right. Last Friday, I, 18 female, was relaxing at my house. It was around 2 a.m. Not much was happening. And all of a sudden, I get a call from my friend Malibu, 20-year-old female. Malibu? That's her name? Or is that what she was drinking? Well, she wanted me to come to pick her up and drop her off since she was drunk. Isn't that kind of ironic that your name is an alcohol and you're Mm -hmm. drunk? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I agreed since I wasn't doing much and headed to her location. I entered the bar she was in and I saw her. Uh, she was a mess. Malibu, come on, let's go. I said, but she, uh, she didn't want to listen and flirted with a bunch of guys. I grabbed a cola and waited for her to finish up. The manager looked at me and said, hey, bud, can you take this crazy broad or I'll kick her out? Uh, I finished my cola and I said, yeah, sure. Sorry about her, sir. I reply as I head over to Malibu and quickly get her out of the bar into my car. She kept saying, uh, weird stuff, like how she has the beauty of which uh, Aphrodite would be jealous of. I brushed it off and said, all right, let's get you home. This is drunk broad. Okay. As I started the car, she asked me if she we could stop at a friend of hers uh, house to get some weed. So I agreed, and we drove to the address she gave me. When she arrived, she got out and told me, I'll be back in five minutes. So I just shrugged and got on my phone to play Candy Crush, and I soon lost track of time and realized it was an hour since she went in. Wait a minute. You didn't, after five or ten minutes, go, what the hell has taken her so long? Yeah, no kidding. It was an hour? That just seems a little long. It's way too long. Uh, Although I can totally understand getting lost in time with Candy Crush. So I, well, I know. (laughs) Delicious. Never played it. Yeah. You've never played it? No. You don't. You're don't start. Out. You're missing out, Dave. I it's bet. a great game, but oh, once yeah. you start, you never go back. I bet. <laughs> anyway, so she loses time. It's been hours gone by. She goes, I, I go in to check on her. I open up to, the, I open to see quite a sight. The whole living room was a pigsty. Some dude was passed out on the floor, and she's making out with some dude who, uh, who, was, who was out of it. Did the dude look like a lady? He might have. Malibu, let's go. Get your crap. We're leaving. I ordered as I waited for her to grab her stuff. We headed to my car. God, you're such a bore, she sighs as we head to her place. I'm not a bore. I just don't want to sit outside of a known drug dealer's house at 3 a.m., I said as I started to get annoyed. She continued to try to annoy me, and eventually I snapped. Get out. Honestly, I'm done with you. There's a bus stop. You can catch the bus home. I'm not picking you up anymore. Mm -hmm. I kicked her out of the car, and I sped off back to my place. She's spamming me texts and telling everyone I'm an a-hole because I ditched her, even though I kicked her out. At a bus stop, and it was uh, so populated, so I didn't kick her out in the middle of nowhere. I left her at a bus stop. Right. I don't know. Am I the a-hole? I probably feel like I was, but I want to hear it from everybody else. I would say uh, this uh, friend is the a-hole only because they put up with this a this other a-hole for her as long as she did. Yeah. I, uh, I Again, five, ten minutes. If you're not back 
and we're at a drug dealer's house at 3 a.m., yeah. uh, you either better get back in the car or I'm leaving. Or if you're in a bar and you're taking a friend out of there and they want to go someplace other than straight to home, yeah. that's a mistake. You should if you're going to pull someone who's too drunk to be in a just, bar, just go. Home. Too dr- just go home. They're too drunk yeah. to be anywhere else. Yeah, nothing good happens after midnight. I think both of these are idiots. By the way, I think they both deserve to be punished. They deserve each other in a way. How uh, have you ever had to deal with somebody like to to take them home? I mean, many people have had to take me home. Um, uh, yes, I have had to take uh, certain people home. But isn't it always annoying when you're on the other end of it? I, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, that maybe this is a, an ironic thing. Mm-hmm. I find that when I have had too much to drink, mm-hmm. I'm a sheer delight. I'm a delight. There's nothing wrong with spending time with me. You're not an angry drunk. When I'm, when I'm drunk. But when I'm spending time with anyone who is drunk, mm-hmm. they're much worse people than I could ever possibly yeah, be. You're, and you're, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's just a, like an unfair snap judgment on my part that mm-hmm. maybe I am is equally annoying when I'm drunk. I can't judge that because mm-hmm. I'm the one who's drunk. But I, as I age, am becoming very intolerant of people who are drunk. I had a significant other one time who came with me to a NCAA tournament basketball game. I remember I used to work for the Syracuse Rock Station that was also the flagship station of Syracuse basketball. So we traveled with the team whenever they were on the road. This was an NCAA tournament game at TD Garden in mm-hmm. Boston. Syracuse taking on I don't remember who in the Sweet 16. And so we broadcast our show from a bar right next to TD Garden. Okay. For like all afternoon. My significant other proceeded to get wasted at the bar. All right. And at one point, I had to get up and go to go across the street and cover the game, you know, for my radio station. And she stayed in the bar with her girlfriend and got thrown out of the bar, apparently. She was so belligerent. I found this out later tried to sneak back into the bar, and got thrown out again. Again, this is my significant other <laughs> connected to me while I was covering the Syracuse basketball team and representing not just my radio station, but the city of Syracuse and Syracuse University as well. So she was the a-hole in that situation. Did you? How long uh, did you stay with her after that incident? Too long. Yeah. Let me just put it that yeah, way. It's Too usually long. always the way. Yeah. Well, then I guess the a-hole is you. Yes. You I, yeah. yeah. Was, this, uh, was this the last time that something like this happened? No. Would you, could you say it happened more than a dozen times? No, I would say less than a dozen times. Ten. Eight. Slight, yeah, okay. I'll Eight. go single digits, but high, high right. single digits. Okay, well, it's, that's still quite a lot. Yeah, you know, when uh, when you're dealing in a professional, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, in a professional setting. Right. I'm all, I'm all about uh, you know giving people a pass. You know, yeah. I've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, people have uh, put me to bed, uh, made sure I didn't uh, choke on my own vomit. Oh, you know, yeah. things like that. Oh yeah. Uh, I give you a pass once, mm-hmm. maybe twice, three times when, a lady. When, but when it becomes yeah, but when it becomes mm-hmm. a, a habitual thing. That you're getting so wasted, and yes. then you got to go take care of that person every mm-hmm. time. That's not uh, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, a series of red flags there. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. well, I, listen, mm-hmm. uh, it, it happens. But again, if if you're too if your friend is too drunk to be in a bar, mm-hmm. the only other place they should be is in their bed sleeping it off. Yeah, and not in a not in a not in a place to buy weed. Not even a place to get some food. Just go home. Yeah, go home. You're drunk. And by the way, I never did get an apology from her. My significant other for a brief period of time. Well, well, you got was like 
Divorce, yes, <laughs> divorce papers. I, I, well, I got I got an apology from her friend oh, that's that was good. with her the whole time. Well, that's good. Yeah, she said sorry. At least someone was remorseful. Did yes. You, did you? Uh, did she go to like AA or anything after that? Did she? No, she not that I know steps. of. Not that I no. know of. <laughs> not to my knowledge. No, didn't go through the step nine. No, that, like your dad. <laughs> yeah. He never went through any of those steps. Yeah, no. He's, he's, he stumbled through most of those. He skipped, he skipped, he skipped, he skipped two through seven. Yeah, he went from one to dead, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, listen, I think if if you, if, if you, uh, if you enable the behavior. Yes. Or, you know, at least enable the yes. behavior for just that one night. Yes. And you are forgotten about, and you're in a car playing Candy Crush for an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think uh, being an a-hole goes both ways. I made some bad choices in my life, let's just put it that way. And so did these two that Steve was talking about. Yeah, you should tell that bitch to get an Uber next time. Yeah, right. There you go. Because they love that stuff. Uber drivers love drunk people. Who puke in the back of their car? Oh, they love that. Yeah. Because that's, uh, that's like a $180 fee. <laughs> How would you know? None of your business. Yeah, I bet. It's uh, 719 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. And Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Not the most expensive song to license for movies, TV shows, and video games. That honor belongs to ACDC's Thunderstruck, apparently. That's the expensive one? Yeah. If you want to license that song for use in a movie or other form of media, it'll cost you a half a million. Actually, that's what it costs... 20 years ago when they used it in the movie Varsity Blues. And ACDC's Thunderstruck has been used over and over again. Deadpool 2, Thor Ragnarok, Battleship, The Longest Yard, and others. Half a million. That's, that- uh, that's where a, a song uh, pays for itself. Yeah. yeah. Some of these guys right? write a song, yeah. makes them no money at all. Mm-hmm. Or the money is taken by... Uh, agents and managers and yep. record companies, and right. they get uh, like pennies on the dollar. Sure. But for those guys, they've made uh, they've made their cash and then some. Yeah, it, it tells you you know how lucrative it can be to write these songs and record these songs. I mean, the, the gift that keeps on giving, right? It's funny because I you know I do a lot of these the Zoom inter- interviews and that mm-hmm. podcast I do, mm-hmm. and uh, you think you know, you know all these rock stars living in these palatial estates, yeah. Not the case. Not at all. Really? No. Some of them. Because <laughs> yeah. so, you, you're sitting. Yeah. You know, they they got their uh, their laptop laptops off and right. a Zoom call and you're looking around their house and going, oh my God, I think my place is a little bit nicer than yours. <laughs> well, but now, these guys are. I mean, you're not interviewing necessarily the Robert Plants or the Brian Johnsons of the world. I mean, I mean I'm sure you have. Yeah. But you're talking no, I about- have. But but you know, like a, like. Ooh, look you- at that. He's insulting you. Like you don't interview anybody I'll- good. No, I, mean, I, I I qualified. There are, there are guys who uh, have done have been very successful. Yeah. Who are just in uh, like like Jerry Harrison from the Talking Heads. Yes. Now there's a guy that sold millions of records well, in a very modest home. Well, really? Okay. Yes. And he's by the way he's from Milwaukee. He he's a, a record producer as well. I think he's, he's made produced a, lot- a ton. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But he's like he just lives in a hmm. house like any one of us would live in. Hmm. Well, maybe that's by choice, not because of financial circumstances. I'm sure it is by choice. But but uh, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. I mean just because you're a rock star doesn't mean you're Rolling and D's got a good ass job. Mm-hmm. Yo, you and your B star uh, podcast you got over there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've been, but listen, I've been, I've been You've bugging been, them about that for years. I'm so sure. it's, uh, well, I I'm glad somebody else said it. I but didn't want to insult him, and I said, you know, I oh, did I want to s- insult him. I always yeah, like these, these are him. not all B stars. They're just, uh, they I are know. a different 
genre than you uh, yes. necessarily would, uh, yes. would like. Oh, this is Bax. You want to listen to my crappy music? Listen to Sunday nights when I do the show. Fun. Yeah. Fun well, there you go. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How about yeah. this? Yes. This is my fun bag show. I got my fun bag show on the weekends. Steve, my name's Steve filling in the dismissiveness that you've been missing. Yeah. For quite you know, some boy, time. I, I feel like I've been thrust back into yeah. 1987 all of a sudden. Hey, uh, coming up this weekend, I'll interview a rock star that you thought was dead 40 years ago. <laughs> it's uh, 728 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's annual enrollment time, GIC members. Are you looking for a new health plan? Here are the top five reasons. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker on hand yesterday during a ribbon-cutting ceremony to mark the completion of a $32 million renovation of the main runway at Westover Air Reserve Base in Chicopee. $32 million to renovate a runway. Well, that's expensive. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. to say me. They don't think they got to... You got to buy a lot of blacktop to fa- to finish that yeah, thing off. You know what it is? They go to Sherwin Williams for the paint. Is that what it is? Yeah, they, they that could. Stuff is yeah. so expensive. Yeah. yeah, it is. But what do I think? You think like a driveway doctor goes in there and seals up the cracks? Yeah, they got to go do that guy. There you go. You know, hey, if you just uh, wait till a Sunday afternoon, they'll do that in one afternoon and rope off the runway with the buckets and the tape. Yeah, that, okay. that'll that'll slow things down for a little bit. And speaking of the Sherwin-Williams paint, do they not have a paint expert at many of the Rocky stores where you could go in and ask yes, for expert be- advice on runway paint? Well, back? you would find uh, that's Benjamin Moore paint, which ah. not sold at, which uh, not you won't find at a big box store. Only right. at independent retailers like Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, Rocky. Solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. Southwick is all a Twitter pated over a resident and activist Diane Gale there accusing a select board chair member, Joseph Deedy, of disrespecting the town of Southwick and trying to undermine support for the planning bylaw revisions in the annual town meeting warrant. So during a public comment at the Monday evening select board meeting, Ms. Gale read a letter accusing Dee Dee of embarrassing Southwick on his monthly WSKB radio show, Everything Southwick. You know, I can't imagine that there's so many people listening to the WSKB radio show <laughs> in uh, Westfield State that is causing uh, severe damage to the town of Southwick. Can the people of Southwick even hear that radio station i don't know i got nothing against joe Didi. he brings malicious ice cream uh everywhere he goes because yeah, he's the he's the malicious oh, guy oh that's the malicious yeah, guy yeah oh, I didn't realize jo- his name. yeah he's got my uh my kenny rogers roaster sign that i bought uh that's the guy that's the guy come on yeah what is the malicious ice cream by the way uh, m- Oh, you gotta try malicious it's, ice it's cream. Good ice. Oh, it's mood. homemade, malicious. malicious. Mm. It's homemade ice cream made gotcha. with made with love. And okay, it's, uh, it's made right in South, right on the Southwick uh, Feeding Hills border. Okay, right on. Uh, I think Ag- it's what Ag- is it one eighty seven? Is that the uh, name? I of that think that's it. Yep, Agawam Southwick area. Yeah, right. and it's uh, it's malicious. Okay, well, according to this woman, Diane Gale, she says that Dee Dee accused the police department during that radio show of, quote, bamboozling the public over the proposed use of a drone that Didi claimed would characterize the cops as being snoopy. Didi says he was just being a, quote, wise ass on the radio show, and that explains all of his comments. All right. If he's going to – I say – have we ever had him? Have you guys ever had him on this show? 
Oh yeah, we've we've talked to him before. I don't know if we've actually had him on the show. I he's brought he's, us many he, he's uh, delicious uh, treats. Really? Yeah, and yeah. he's got Steve's uh, Kenny Rogers Kenny Rogers Roasters sign. Yeah, right? we got to get that to my house. Well, I say we have him back on the show. If he wants to be a wise ass, what better place than on this radio show? Yeah, we could uh, we could reach out to Joe. See if he wants to come in. I yeah. Uh, yeah. I prefer the Cookie Monster uh, ice cream. It's really not about him, isn't it? His opinion. It's really about, it's about the ice cream. About his ice cream um, that he brings. <clears throat> There's nothing embarrassing about that to the town of Southwick. I'll tell you that. Well, plus we could offer him up a better forum than what's that other radio station again? Well, you mean the one that no one ever listens to? Yeah, that one. That's a, it's, it's it's Westfield States Radio. That's what it is. That's it's the college radio station. Yeah, so you have to so, be on the campus at Westfield State in order to hear it. Pretty much, because yeah, once exactly. you drive off the campus, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you start getting uh, you start getting this station. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, I say we extend the invite to the wise ass mm-hmm. from Southwick and get him on the show. That's Mister Wise Ass to you. Well, okay, long as there's ice cream involved, that's I'll go right. along with that. So, what do you think the top accomplishments are that Americans hope to achieve in 2022, coming off of the pandemic and COVID nineteen? I got him here in a survey for you, Steve. A survey? Yes. Survey said. The top accomplishments Americans are planning for 2022 include... Survey said. Domestic and international travel. You've already done some of that, Steve, with Mm -hmm. your trip to South Carolina. Yeah. Bax, you got any of that planned? Uh, Domestic travel, no. International travel? No. He's more of a domestic violence kind of guy. No, I'm not. (laughs) Don't even start with that. Why, why was your wife wearing sunglasses the last time I saw her? To avoid UV rays oh, like right. everybody else wearing oh, sunglasses. Right. Another top accomplishment Americans hope to achieve according to the survey. Survey said. Buying a car or a new home. Anyone? Bueller? No, Anyone? not doing either one this year. No. Getting married. Anyone? Survey Bueller? said. Not this year. No, no. Me neither. Having a child. No. No. Thank you. No. Uh, people getting married. That's like, you know what it is? It's it's all the weddings that were canceled from the last two years that are, it, everything is jam-packed now. You get any of these wedding venues right yeah. now, they are jam-packed from now until the end of eternity. Well, it's Ven- funny. Venues and uh, the contractors, yeah. too. Yeah, it's funny you mention that. Now, are you booked solid for these weddings now coming up? No, the- I'm actually stepping back from that whole, oh, uh, that okay. whole business. Okay. Uh, He's discovering that it's a pain in the ass to do. It's uh, you know what it is. It's it's more about me wanting to. I'm missing like softball games and mm-hmm. things like that for my kids because sure. you got to be at somebody else's wedding on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I I en- really enjoy doing uh, the events. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like uh, hanging out with people and uh, meeting new people and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just really not. Uh, it's it's not convenient when you have kids. Yeah. Well, you like your kids just a little bit more. I do, I do, and not to not to take away from uh, Betty's uh, wedding uh, day, but uh, my kids' softball games are more important. Yeah, sure. and you know what? If you're if you're scheduling a wedding and you're looking to you know to book, you know you know the florist or you know buy the wedding dress, you get the DJ. There there are people much better than Steve. <laughs> oh yeah, there absolutely are. Yeah, I mean you know better equipment, better. Better music selection, mm. uh, you know, you, better overall presentation. You could have that guy Gary Jones who opened up for Ted Nugent down at the uh, the Mass Mutual Center. That another wrong Gary Jones. Hmm. Well, uh, as a DJ, that's right. Nothing wrong with Gary. Jones. As a DJ, yeah, he'll do just he'll do you just yeah. fine. You realize Bax is just picking on your DJ abilities because you were picking on his podcast a few no, minutes ago. No, 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 no. Well, maybe a little bit. No, 
No. So it's interesting that you bring up the idea about wedding venues, Steve, because, yeah. you know, my son Dash and his... Oh, did he get married yet? He got married. And at not one of the, quote, traditional wedding venues, but at a bar, essentially, in the warehouse district, as I said, in Hoboken. And I think those types of venues are becoming more popular now among young kids. Oh, they've been popular for the last probably 10 years or so. All these old mill buildings that get turned right. into, and they have the industrial look yeah. inside with yeah. the uh, thing. And then uh, barn weddings are also popular still. Mm. There's another interesting fact about accomplishments that people hope to achieve in 2022. Along the lines of weddings, it's attending a, quote, sequel wedding. You kind of hit on it in a way, Steve, because some of these weddings were incomplete because of COVID-19, or maybe they were private gatherings only. So now... They're attaching a secondary yeah. or sequel wedding to the initial wedding. Yeah. That just sounds like a waste of money to me. It's a huge waste of money. And I, w I did one of these mm -hmm. uh, in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, was it last year? It was 2020, mm -hmm. I believe. It was October of 2020. I think I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did the wedding. They, they wound up like breaking the rules. And they had it in the backyard. Right. It was one of these uh, big to-do things, which I was okay with because I was outside. If I'm not around, you know, in closed spaces with people, I'm okay with it. Right. So they had it out in the backyard, and they must have had like 80, 90 people at this thing. Mm -hmm. Nice big wedding. Nobody got sick afterwards. It was successful. And then they're like, well, we'll see you all next year. This girl was having another wedding or for the original, like Dave was just talking about, because you already booked the place. I was like, you already had this beautiful backyard wedding. What the hell do you need another one yeah. for at a venue? Right? You're just like pissing money away. Mm -hmm. I I didn't understand that. Yeah. I didn't do that one. Yeah, you know, maybe they'll discover how expensive that is to pull off. Yeah, you know, if you, I mean, even a, even a small wedding at home is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, it's still a costly expense. Yeah. So do you keep on doing it year after year? I, I, no, I don't no, think so. No, no. one and done. That's it. You know what? Wait till the next time you get married to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen for this guy. So here's another reason we can pick on Steve for his New York Yankees fandom backs. There's a viral video going around about a New York Yankees fan dipping his hot dog in his beer. Did you see this the other day? Happened over the weekend at Yankee Stadium. Okay. It's gone viral. Dipping because the hot dog yeah. in the beer. He's being criticized for that. Well, well I mean, you know, if that's what it, the way he prefers it, I mean, I, I got no problem with that. Yeah, I don't either, but a lot of people are upset like about that. Joey Chestnut dips his hot dogs in the water before he eats them. Yeah, yeah. that's how Kobayashi won all those uh, championships. Yeah. yeah, well, you did, and that's mostly to get the bread soggy, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Well, Which you know, sometimes it's disgusting to me. Sometimes, well, yeah, but you, but but if you're an, if you're a competitive eater, you're basically swallowing the bun. Mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, sometimes a uh, a stadium hot dog, mm -hmm. now I'm not just talking about Fenway, I'm talking about like all stadiums. Right. The bun is like a day old. You know, it's like, it's not a fresh bun. Right. Mm -hmm. So the only way to loosen it up a little bit might be to dip it in the beer. It might be the only way to embellish the taste. Hmm. Yeah, hey, if it's uh, if it's going to be soggy enough for you to put down your throat, then uh, why not? Yeah, that's it. I got no problem with this. I told you about that sandwich uh, down in Florida I mm -hmm. had at that Tony's Chicago Roast Beef. Oh, I love the Chicago Roast Beef sandwiches. They take these uh, this roast beef, uh, fresh sliced roast beef, and uh, they put it on a griddle. And yes. then they mix it with some like cherry peppers and all this other stuff. And then they put it on this really rock hard roll. Mm -hmm. Like it's like almost stale. Yeah. yeah. 
And then they take the whole sandwich and they dip it in au jus oh, so it yeah. softens the bun. I, I used to get those all the time, and they're delicious. And you say, oh, God, yeah. I can't believe you're dipping it. No, 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 you don't understand. That bun is like it's like a stone yeah. before you uh, before you dip. They also uh, do the Chicago style hot dogs with the uh, with the pickle pickles, and the lettuce, the pickles oh. and the lettuce, yeah. the hot peppers. Yeah. You know what? Oh, no. Don't no. knock it. Did you try? Have you tried no, it? Yeah. Don't knock it until no. you try. It. It's it's delicious. And also, the relish on a Chicago hot dog is like an yeah. iridescent green. There's like the, like the, that green does not exist anywhere in nature. Yeah. But the Chicago style hot dog, fantastic. I'm not a relish or a pickle guy. Just aren't. Dill? Not even dill? Yeah, once in a while. But I just don't... Eh. I don't like a sweet pickle. I, I don't I like poor bri- sweet pickle. Uh, you know what I did on vacation last week? I picked up a jar of pickles, and I didn't realize they were bread and butter. Ugh. What a but they looked like they, they were like the sandwich stack ones, but they were the generic uh, you know, grocery store style. Yeah. So I couldn't tell. You know, usually the... The Velasic says, you know, bread and butter in like mm-hmm. big letters. This yep. was like really tiny letters that said uh, bread yeah. and butter. I, I hate thought that. there were uh, right. dill ones. Mm-hmm. Well, as long as we're talking about food, how about the new dip and crunch from Heinz? They're encouraging you to use this dip and crunch to dip your burger in. It's crushed up potato chips with like uh, sauce in there, so the chips will stick to your burger or whatever it is that you're dipping into the dip and crunch. I wouldn't say no to that. There have been, you know, I've listen in. in in today's society, where you know hamburgers have mm-hmm. kind of gotten a uh, a plus up in sophistication, yeah, I don't say no to anything. Well, you can find the dip and crunch at Walmart, Target, <laughs> and even some grocery stores. It says, "No, oh, I'll have to check out the dip and crunch." I, I would, I would try it. All right, I, 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 listen, I've I've tried weirder things than a burger. I'll go get some today. I live right around the corner from a Target in Enfield, so maybe I'll try it as well. The Target and Enfield. Yeah. That's the one. What is your exact address? <laughs> um, not telling you. All right. Okay. All right. Not Fine. on the air. I'll All tell right. you off the air. And yeah, no, listen. But, deep, you, but you're, you're in Thompsonville, right? Yes. Yeah, you're in the good section. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's moving yeah. on up. <laughs> yeah. Into the good section of uh, Enfield. I'll give you guys the address. You can come on over to my place for a little dip and crunch and whatever else we can put together. How about that? Thompsonville is the long meadow of Enfield. <laughs> <laughs> It's 744 <laughs> with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next and now hear this. You're going to want to hear this about magnet fishing. Have you heard this about magnet fishing, Steve? I they found not. something amazing and we have audio. All right. Straight ahead and now hear this on Rock 102. Hi, it's Dave Miner from Dave. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850 and ACDC, but back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be cloudy. Uh, to, well, the sun's peeking out right now, but it's supposed to be cloudy for the rest of the day and a high of 52. And that's it. Downtown Springfield. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from a comedian who does impressions. His name is Matt Friend. And he's imita- oh, he is actually good. Yeah. That guy's really good. He's imitating different celebrities on his TikTok page here with their reactions to the news about Elon Musk buying Twitter. See if he can pick up the impressions here. All right. So Elon Musk just bought Twitter. I'm all for freedom of speech, but not for the anti-vaxxers. Hey, now. Elon Musk bought Twitter, and a lot of people are saying he's a hero. He's an American treasure. 
And just as the great Elton Jahan once said, the Trump is back, right? He's gonna be like a housewife on Twitter. Amazing. What do you think? You got them all? I all got three? Them all. Got, I got them all three of them. All right, what do you got? Howard Stern. Yep. Uh, Donald Trump. Yep. Andy Cohen. I See, the third one, that's pretty good, I guess. I don't, hey, he's, look at you. Yeah. About Andy Cohen. Right. Yeah. Right. He also does a good Mitch McConnell and a very good uh, Jeff Goldblum, too. Those are in there as well. We edited it for radio purposes and now hear this. But uh, maybe we'll put the link on the Rock 102 Facebook page for you to see the whole thing. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I've seen a bunch of his stuff on uh, on TikTok. It's actually pretty good. Clip number two. And I won't tell you who this is, but he was on a talk show talking about how he lies to his kids all the time. Here we go. They think that I am the strongest man in the world. Which, you possible. told them you're the strongest man alive? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> They'll believe anything that you say. Yeah, I know. That's just a weird thing to tell them. I'm That's, the strongest man alive. Are you kidding me? That is not the weirdest thing to tell them. Okay, who do you think on Ellen's show yesterday? I don't know. Who, who was that? That was Adam Levine of Maroon 5 saying that oh. he lies to his kids all the time. Now, we all have kids. Of course you lie to your yeah. kids. Right? It's just that's, like that's your, the that's your job. You, yeah. don't, you don't want to tell them everything that's you know truthful. It would ruin their little <laughs> lives. I know. My kids still think their mother's alive somewhere. You bastard. I know. (laughs) You know, we can't. She went out for cigarettes. She's never coming back. (laughs) My God. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Listen, I'm just keeping therapists employed in the future. That's all I'm doing. All right. So you've been doing some magnet fishing, Steve. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know if this is something that you're still doing, because you talked about it initially a couple weeks ago, and then we didn't hear much about it. Check this story out from England where there was a big find. This is a teenager and his dad talking about their magnet fishing find. Clip number three. Go get the crowbar. Oh, wait, we're in. We're in. Oh, God, look at all the England notes in it, look. Oh, no, it's full. It's full. Oh, dear. I know it says America, that does, look. It's a dollar bill, yeah, look. Yeah, it's American dollars. $20, look. Oh, it expired in 2004, so it's been in there since 2004. Oh, Dad! Oh, dear. Oh, 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 oh. It's full of money! Oh, they're all 50s. Oh. This is about two and a half grand. I think we're going to have to report this. They pulled up a safe full, oh. full of cash. Well, you could pull up a safe. It's highly unlikely, though. And, and, and frankly, I think sometimes I'm watching some of these videos mm-hmm. that these people are planting this stuff there. Just for the just for the sole the purpose of getting the video, because yeah. somebody told oh, me. Oh, good idea! Yeah. Well, somebody told me because you really. I mean, I haven't done it extensively, but I've done it in enough, you know, varied places. Magnet fishing, that is. That you'd think you'd be pulling up a little bit more than what you do, right? And uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe my magnet isn't strong enough to latch onto something. Uh, that heavy yeah but. well you still have the line you got to pull up too well that's the thing it's yeah. like you know eventually uh i you'd have to have a really you'd have to cling on to something and because the magnet's going to come off of a safe yeah I, you know i had a safe in, in, in a house i owned years ago mm-hmm. even a small safe is wicked heavy yeah yeah 
So I don't know how you you know I think people are planting this stuff in the in the in the beds of water. Yeah, that's a that's a good thought you have there. Now, can you get different size magnets? I mean, what's how big? What what's the heaviest thing you could bring up with your magnet that you have when you magnet fish? It says like seventeen hundred pounds. What? Yeah, but uh, I I mean the thing you can huh. easily pull it off of something. I think. Maybe seventeen hundred pounds that it would cling to, <laughs> right? maybe not actually pulling it up. But uh, I, I, don't I, know. I, I found uh, found some fishing hooks. That's I, about it. I can see after like you know the first ten pounds, you give it yeah. up. Say, ah, oh, it's too heavy. Found a license plate. Guess what? What it doesn't stick to the magnet because it's aluminum and it's oh, not. It doesn't, yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing. Oh, but you could, you could yeah. see the license plate in the water. Mm-hmm. Didn't couldn't pull it up, and it might be a valuable license plate, like a, a Chappaquiddick edition or something. Like no, that. it was some dumbass who put his boat in the water and okay. then lost it off of his trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I even have the number if anybody wants to look it up. <laughs> See, that's now here. This on Rock 102 with Bax, Steve, and David. 7:55 coming up next in the 102 second sports. My son's name being used in vain. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's. Cl- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808. And Eric Clapton and Cocaine with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, sunny and, well, mixed in with clouds today with a high of 56. Tomorrow, more of the same and a high of 52. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. So, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, what is that? That's a loaded question. No. Simple question. Yeah, I believe in ghosts. You do? Oh, yeah. Are you afraid of them? A little. I, uh, I'm not really a big believer in ghosts. What the hell happened? Hey, what'd you do? You cut off the best part of Ray Parker Jr. There we go. Something strange in your neighborhood. Anyhow, no, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big believer in the in the ghosts. A recent survey says 42 percent actually do believe the dead can contact us from the other side. In <laughs> what way does the author's <laughs> use of the Prison <laughs> symbolize the protagonist's struggle. And how does this relate to our discussion of the uses of irony? That is an excellent mashup of Ferris Bueller's Day Off with Ghostbusters, by there the way. Go. There you go. How about that? All in your honor, too. That in and of itself is going to make our weekend highlight <laughs> show on Saturday morning. So, some other stats from this survey. About two in three people say they have seen signals or signs from a dead loved one. There's a great special on Netflix. It's called Surviving Death. I think I've said it before on this show. You guys have to watch. Yeah, I actually saw it. Yeah. It was really, really, really good. I mean, I think it's possible that there is some connection, mm-hmm. but as far as, like, you know, your actual ghosts i'm not so so sure about like uh like theodore's is apparently supposed to be really? uh, haunted oh yeah 
Yeah, they they had the Ghost Hunter show there uh, years oh, ago. Cool. Yeah, going through that place. And I I have never been afraid of anything ever th- any time I've been into theaters. Well, because the burnt ends are so delicious that even if there was a scary ghost there, you wouldn't uh, have a problem. The Let's- scariest thing I've ever experienced at theaters is the one night they said mm, we're all out of burnt ends. Ah, no! And then you did that whole uh, f- hands on the face thing. That's exactly the what screamer. I, mm. I was fr- I was frightened and not even sure what mm. I was going to do with myself. According to the survey, many people think household pets have behaved strangely and are smelling a particular scent and not knowing the source, and it's a ghost that they're smelling. Ah, Mm -hmm. that could be it. Or seeing, maybe, with their special vision that we don't possess. Whether you believe in in ghosts or not, you got to remember that everything, every living thing has energy in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. that energy goes somewhere. Are you high right now? No. I'm telling you uh, <laughs> how I, uh, this is a great conversation for when you're high. <laughs> uh, but you, energy has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't destroy energy, as we've learned through yes. science. Well, yes. we haven't yet. Right. But uh, where does that energy go? That energy has to go. Every living thing has, even the last bit of energy goes somewhere. Right. So where does it go? Mm-hmm. Good on question. your Eversource bill, once a month. <laughs> is that what, the, that what the extra supply the, the, charge that's, is that's for? That's what the extra charge is mm-hmm. for. We had an intern one time when I was working at the radio station in Utica, not in Syracuse, and she claimed that there were ghosts in a photograph that her friend had taken of her. Mm-hmm. I have the photograph. It is creepy as F. Yeah. I'm going to put it on the Rock 102 Facebook page so you can look at it later. All right. There are ghosts in this photograph. Now, I'm convinced. I'm not saying, uh, when I say that, I don't uh, really believe. What I'm saying is I don't believe like uh, like <clears throat> ghosts you'd see in, in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think there are right. connective moments between like your loved ones who have passed, right. who have passed and uh, and uh, your ability to to maybe see what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not discounting that, that that may happen, but I haven't really seen any of that myself. Now, you know, and then, you know, granted, I haven't. I've lost grandparents and stuff like that, and friends and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But I've not had anyone, uh, you know, contact me and said, "Hey, you still owe me money," right. or you know, uh, you know, boo, or nothing like that yet. <laughs> boo. I don't think they're going to say boo. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, you know, I mean, I I, I was watching this um, <clears throat> documentary not too long ago about uh, <laughs> something very similar to this. Yeah, it really. A, Tell us about that documentary. Well, really? it was about. Uh, I assume it was probably a, a a young person who had died who mm-hmm. was. Uh, who uh, you know was uh, was allegedly a ghost, but very very friendly, like extraordinarily friendly. Like hmm. even in the worst situations with the worst people, he always found a good thing to say. Hmm. And frankly, you know, I mean, that kind of optimism I think is uh, admirable, but you know, not realistic in today's world. Was there a sexy sculpting scene in that documentary between the ghost? And a woman that he once no, loved. No, no, oh, it wasn't that. Not that one. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about a uh, like a young little ghost oh. uh, that was very, very friendly. I see. Okay. Uh, the friendliest ghost you'll know, hmm. and uh, not particularly scary if you got a chance to sit down and converse with them. I mean, some people would freak out right away, but you know, people who really got to know this. Yeah. Little ghost. A friendly little ghost. It sounds like that should have a theme song that should go along should, with it. You should, know. But let's be realistic here. Yeah. Well, it's true. One in four people believe the spirit of a lost loved one is still playing a major role in their lives. I have a friend who's a veterinarian, and she was a non-believer in this kind of thing until recently when she conducted 
as a veterinarian and at home euthanasia for yeah. a client's pet because they okay. do that now. They'll they'll go to your house. Certain ones will, yeah, yeah. And there was an incident that occurred during that euthanasia that made her believe. You know what? There might be something going on. No kidding. Yeah. That she saw creepy. some some evidence of like that kind of thing. Like wow, wow, that didn't deserve to be here. This this didn't deserve to happen during this euthanasia. I bet uh, the best example of euthanasia that I've seen was uh, Heat of the Moment when they came out with that one. That was yeah crazy. But they were all old rock stars at the time. Even that when even that back when then. that song came out. Yes, they I were, they were all, all youthful. No, they were not that. I mean, more youthful than they are today. So they were near death themselves. <laughs> today, they are yes, yes. Mm-hmm. just like the B seventy twos. 52s. Uh, have you seen them lately? <laughs> There's, they're B-72s. You'll be able to see them yeah. at Mohegan Sun with the tubes and Casey and the Sunshine Band. The tubes are the things that are keeping them alive yes, on the that's stage. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, you guys thought it was the band, yeah, the tubes? Yeah, no, the this tubes. is just the feeding tubes and the, oh, uh, the breathing no, tubes. No, yeah. this is the This is that tube yeah. that goes to the ostomy. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe there's some folks who have ghost stories out there. I don't know. Maybe we could open up the phones, 293-1021, you know. We could certainly do that. Maybe somebody has a story that they believe in. You know, there's a lot of old, old homes in uh, Rehoboth, like, you know, built in, like, the 1600s, yeah. not, uh, like, 1700s and stuff. Right. And uh, some, I had a friend who claims that their, her house, you know, did have some haunting in it. Okay. But they just ignored it. I mean, they, they they've, that house has been in their family for 50, 60 years. Wow. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I felt like my house was like breathing or mm-hmm. the the walls were uh, were bleeding, I'd probably uh, I'd probably be looking for other places. Get I'd probably out. be on Zillow that day. Get out. Yeah, exactly. If the house is talking to you, yeah, it's time to consider what the zestimate uh, would be for that house. Well, well, for me, maybe there's an important message that's trying to be conveyed from. The other side, Bax. I would listen to whatever it was. Really? Yeah. Why? Why run away? Maybe there's well, something important they're trying to tell do you. Do they do the mass hat and now hear this? I, you know, I, I don't know. Because that's often worth listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. See. I good love point. That. Good. Good promotional announcement for our show. Uh, I once knew a family who uh, bought a home that was built on a Indian burial ground. Really? Right. Yeah. And they had this little girl who was being called into the television set. Her name was Carrie Ann. I mean, huh. you've heard of Yeah, no, I think girl. I've seen yeah. that same exact thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, do we have, we have phone calls? Yeah, Let's take live phone calls on the air because that's yeah. not dangerous. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Paul. Hey, hey Paul, Paul, what do you say? Hey, well, when I was a kid, I lost my father when I was 10 years old. But um, back when uh, I'm back and I are about the same age, I'm 56, but. We used to build model cars a lot, and uh, I remember sitting at my desk making models, and I was the only one home, and out of the corner of my eye, I felt like there was somebody in my doorway, and I would turn, and you'd get this blur like something disappeared. I used to, I used to give me a comforting feeling. I used to think it was my father uh, just watching over me, you know, and, and it happened quite often. Hmm. Um, it was hmm. kind of a strange feeling, but, but that's what I used to think, and, uh, you know, it made me feel kind of safe and protected at the same time. Good well, deal. That's, good. Yeah. That's, that's, good that's, that's the way it should be. It's then. a good ghost story. All right. Well, thank you very much. Exactly. Hey, take care, guys. All Bye. Right, you bet. We'll try another one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. My name's Michaela. Hey. Hi. How are you? Michaela. I'm good. How are you guys? All right. Good. What's uh, what, do you got, uh, what do you got for us? So I went to boarding school out in Middleborough, and... The houses were all, like, old plantation and farmhouses and stuff from, like, the 1700s. 
and there's like a couple of different experiences, but it had slave quarters. And at the top of the slave quarters, we, I saw the owner of the house with another student, like top hat, total like uh, black suit. It was insane. Really? Was he asking everything yeah. in a question form? <laughs> no, no. He stood there menacingly, and we freaked out and ran down the stairs. You know the scariest thing around the Middleborough area is? Oh, what's that? Brockton. That's the scariest thing out of Middleborough. That is absolutely the scariest thing. All right, well, thank you. That dude is not great either. (laughs) Thanks for the call. Have a good one. Bye. Let's take uh, one more here. Okay. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, It's Mike from Springfield. What's up, Mike? How you doing? So uh, I owned a bar in Springfield for 17 years, and the actual bar was featured on uh, Ghost Hunters. And I will tell you, I'm I'm an anti-ghost person. But there was some weird stuff that would go on in this place. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, what bar are we talking about? Uh, Smith's Billiards above Theodore's on Worthington Street. That's, oh. Yeah, that's what we're oh, talking yeah. about. Yes, yes. So you saw some weird stuff? Well, you know, many a night I fell asleep on a pool table, but it was just some bizarre stuff. You know, <laughs> things would be moved and things would shake. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. But, yep. You know, you, know yeah. you could attribute that to whatever, but it was it was bizarre. Sure. I would be uh, I'd be okay sleeping on a pool table if it was a pillow of burnt ends. <laughs> not the most comfortable place to sleep. I bet it's not. I bet not. But delicious. All right. Well, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. You, you got to take care. All right. It's eight twenty with back Stephen Dave on Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight twenty eight. With Motley Crue, with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. We we're talking about ghosts. There was a survey about how people think there are ghosts out there. About half of all Americans believe that. And uh, I said I was going to post a picture on our Rock 102 Facebook page. I'm in the midst of doing that right now. A picture that may prove that there are ghosts. We're also taking your phone calls at 293 1021. Rock 102. Hey. Hey, what's up? I had a ghost story. Okay. okay. What's your name? Justine. All right, Justine. Tell, tell us all about it. Uh, so I actually had a. Uh, like a water leak stain on my ceiling in my kitchen that actually looked exactly like Casper the ghost. Really? And, uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. And then um, one night I was sitting at home alone in my room, and I heard a huge bang in the kitchen. And I went out, and uh, there was a head of lettuce sitting on my floor. What was a head of lettuce doing on your floor? I don't know. Where was it, it, just, where was it originally? It was on the table. On the table. And I had no animals. Nobody was there except for me. Huh. And then um, one time I was doing dishes in that same apartment. And um, while I was doing dishes, out of nowhere, a Coke bottle fell on my head. So there's an apparition in this place that is drinking your soda and making salad <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. All right. That is a scary-ass story. Thanks, Justine. Thank you. I don't think it was scary, but thanks. <laughs> All right, 293 the number. That's pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. Salad from beyond the grave. <laughs> Could happen, I suppose. Was it tossed or not? I don't know. Sounds like someone's <laughs> tossing salad. <laughs> We've got your news straight ahead on Rock 102. 831 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Health New England. Uh, they're here with you every step of the way. Time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno and other city officials yesterday outlining some plans to combat the opioid crisis by using the $7.2 million they're getting from a state-led settlement with pharmaceutical manufacturers. 
Among the areas where this money will be applied, according to Mayor Sarno, increasing and enhancing Narcan training for police officers, creating a real-time data collection system that allows providers, users, and their relatives and friends to find up-to-date availability in detox services and residential treatment options. Also, using the money to develop a community-wide opioid overdose response plan and purchasing a special vehicle from the Department of Health and Human Services to enhance opioid-related response. Now, it doesn't say what kind of vehicle this would be. We were joking earlier that it might be shaped like a pill or something like that. Uh, maybe. I don't know if there are certain vehicles that would be better suited to providing this type of service. I mean, it would be like a van, something yeah. large like that, where you could have you know, medical supplies in the back, I would imagine. Yeah, you know, these are all good things. Uh, you know, to have, uh, you know, as, as they try to fight the opioid crisis. Sure. Yeah, but one of the other things that they really, that that really is needed, and there's there's simply not enough of them around, mm -hmm. are treatment centers. Yeah. And, you know, people ha need to have a place to go if they're looking to rehabilitate from this kind of addiction. And, you know, obviously, you know, yeah, there are facilities out there, mm -hmm. but there's not enough. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the enormity of this problem, not just here in Massachusetts, but but nationwide, worldwide in some cases. You know, treatment isn't necessarily our first thought. You know, the the the, the first thought says, you know, do we have enough Narcan? Well, I understand that, and I, I believe there needs to be more people trained on it, and I totally understand it. I'm not complaining about that. That's not even a complaint. I'm just saying that, you know, the people who really need help need to be able to find the help. And that is not as simple as some people might think. No, and if you watch Dope Sick with Michael Keaton, yeah, fantastic series. Great series. And 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 upsetting too, because yes. you know, the behavior of the pharmaceutical right. company that put this whole thing together. Sure. And it is based on on actual facts oh, yeah. as far as, you know, because, you know, that company yeah, you know, I really I mean wind up paying through the nose as a result of it. Mm -hmm. Um it's it it you know, their behavior in this is just it's it's shockingly greedy. Well and it, it, it it just it, to, to the point where there's so much irresponsibility mm -hmm. in what they did for with opioids and forcing them uh you know into the into the public and forcing doctors to prescribe these things when other things were available. Well, back it wasn't just the fact that the doctors were forced into doing this. Some of the doctors, very smart people like the one that Michael Keaton portrays in Dope Sick, believed they were doing the right thing. Well, that was it. By prescribing these drugs to their patients. Absolutely. And, and, those, and those doctors that began to question it yep. wind up receiving punishment as a result of it. Yep. And and in this particular case, Michael Keaton's character himself got addicted to the drugs. Yeah, because it was they were led to believe mm -hmm. that these opioids were not addicting. Yeah. And they were every bit as addicting as anything else, Watch especially as you increase dosage. Yep. Watch Dope Sick. Fantastic series. Great, if you great series. series. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker on hand yesterday, along with the folks from UMass, to talk about the $32 million renovation of the main runway at Westover Air Reserve Base in Chicopee. So there was a ribbon-cutting ceremony yesterday, and along with the unveiling of the new main runway, the UMass folks were there for the official opening of their Aviation Research and Training Center at Westover Metropolitan Airport. Now, maybe you know about this, Bax. I don't. I play golf at Westover 
fantastic golf course. We see planes flying over all the time when I'm playing that course. Yep. There's Westover Metropolitan Airport, and there's Westover Air Reserve Base. Now, when we were talking about this with Steve last hour, I think we said that there are no civilian type of flights, but are there? I mean, if there's a Metropolitan Airport there, as well as an Air Reserve Base, is there some civilian I, yeah, activity? I, I don't. I think there is some, but it's 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 very very limited. Mm. You know, the other thing that uh, that happened yesterday was about East West Rail, right? And uh, and you know, this has been something we've been talking about for an awful long period of time, mm-hmm. ever since uh, you know they started to uh, to rehab Union Station about the importance of East West commuter rail. I mean, Amtrak runs to Union Station, and Amtrak is fine, but it's expensive for everyday commuter traffic. And uh, an agreement has been reached to create East-West Rail in Massachusetts. And apparently, Charlie Baker is committed to the project. So how far along this really, you know, what this really means, that's maybe something we should, uh, you know, get to the bottom of. But it's, I mean, it, it is something that this area of the state uh, needs. It justifies the rehab of Union Station. Yeah. And it also helps many people in eastern mass which is to me more all the more reason to do it i mean you i, I don't know how, how much you know about real estate in eastern mass but if you have a job in the boston area it's a pretty good uh, it's a pretty good likelihood that you can't afford to live anywhere near the city of boston yeah i have heard that and i have friends who live there exactly so mm-hmm. you do have a number of people that commute from springfield to boston every day yeah because they can't afford to live any closer right imagine how much easier it would be and how much it would how much it would mean to this area to have people Mm -hmm. being able to commute from from boston to the springfield area or out here in western mass what that would mean economically to this region of the state well it's a good point because folks from new haven connecticut commute into new york city and it would be about the same distance i think yeah probably or at least about the same you know period of time to right. get into the city sure it short it shortens up the length of massachusetts mm-hmm. and it makes sense for a lot of people that you know that are paying top dollar for very small houses you know to be close to work whereas out here in in western mass mm-hmm. You know, the, the cost of living is such where you can have a decent house. You can put your kid in a decent school and not spend all day stuck behind the wheel of your car trying to get home. Well, maybe we can get a spokesperson on to talk about the latest developments well, that would be good. in the East-West Rail project. Meantime, an off-duty Ludlow police officer was bitten severely by a woman after an arrest on Friday. According to a news... Did he try to pet her? You know, maybe that was the case since he was off duty. You, you want to hold your hand under her, her snout first before it, you know, just to just to you know get to the, the point where you know they can trust you. Have you ever seen the Key and Peel skit about the inner city Hogwarts program? <laughs> it is fantastic. Yes, and uh, Jordan Peel plays the. I think the uh, principal of the inner city Hogwarts school, and he's petting a cat, and he's saying, you know, sometimes the students turn themselves into animals. We're not supposed to be petting the students when they're in human form, right? But if they're cats or dogs, we go right at it. There you <laughs> go, stroking That's the it. cat. So maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe there's something there. According to a news release from Twenty Two News by the Ludlow Police Department, this happened approximately two thirty in the afternoon on Friday. The off-duty Ludlow police officer entered a big Y on Center Street in Ludlow and saw suspicious activities by an adult female inside the store that he suspected was shoplifting. 
So he followed her around. She left the store with a carriage full of unpaid items. He called for backup, and then he went to the parking lot and confronted the shoplifter. He told the woman, hey, I'm a Ludlow police officer. I'm off duty. I don't have the uniform, but you can't do that kind of stuff. At which point she attempted to flee and was quickly detained by the officer, after which she bit him on his forearm. Well, that wasn't very nice. No, after other officers arrived, the woman was arrested. One 34-year-old Natoya Hallams of Springfield charged with the following. Shoplifting and asportation? Asportation? I, I've never seen that word before. Asportation? Asportation. A-S, A-S, and then portation at the end of it. Maybe you can help out there. Shoplifting, by the way, carries a $250 fine. I don't know what the fine is for hmm. asportation. Uh, the detachment, movement, or carrying away of property considered an essential component in the crime of larceny. Huh. Who knew? Yeah. You know, the things you learn. Right. She was also charged with A and B. We know what that is. And mayhem as well. The officer was treated at a local hospital for his injury and released. He's returned to full duty. It was later found out that the items that she stole exceeded 600 bucks and were mostly, quote, expensive seafood items, end quote. Uh, did nope. she uh, ask for, I mean, did she go to the uh, to the seafood counter and ask for, like, specific things to be taken, or did she, like, stealing bags of shrimp? I, I'm going to guess the, the latter, probably, but I don't know, and it doesn't say in the report anywhere. So maybe we can get the Ludlow police to... I mean, 600 hours yeah. worth of seafood is a lot. I mean, that sounds like a lot of seafood. Well, I don't think it was all seafood, but I think many of, it says many of the items, or mostly expensive seafood items so she has a good palate at well, least that's, uh, i mean she steal like tartar sauce or cocktail sauce or uh maybe like a like a few pounds of butter i don't think those would be expensive seafood items yeah, i think butter, you're, butter ain't cheap i think you're right i think it was like uh you know scallops and shrimp and stuff like that perhaps. right yeah um we've got one more food story for you quickly and a clip from James Corden on his show last night talking about it. KFC has announced a rather unique gift for Mother's Day. It's called the Kentucky Fried Bouquet. It's a bouquet that's half flowers, half fried chicken. It's a gift that says, Mom, I love you. Also, can I borrow some money? It's spelled bouquet, by the way, like bucket, B-U-C-K-E-T, <laughs> yes. and it's a bouquet of flowers and fried chicken. Sounds fantastic does, to sounds me, right? It sophisticated. Yes. I think there are radio morning shows in France and other portions of Europe right now making fun of our culture here in the United States. Sure, that's true. This very story. It's 841. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. we got some special guests coming up, right? Yes, we do. Uh, Bob Kane Alves and I believe John Heyman will be here in just a little bit. Uh, apparently, uh, Thursday Night Concert's coming back. Is that right? Yeah, here you go. All right. Bob, Bob is saying yes. That's coming up in just a few. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 847. And Tom Petty with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Hey, good day to ride motorcycles. In fact, good week to ride motorcycles. We're going to have like 50s and 60s for the next few a few days. You know, the sunshine. Listen, 50s. Some of these guys will start riding in 20 degree weather. <laughs> if, this, if the sun is out on the sky, they'll be out. In the studio with us right now, uh, Attorney John Heyman from uh, Throttle Rocker. Uh, it's uh, Bob Kane Alves. Hey, how are you guys doing? It's good. been a, it's been a long pleasure winter. pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, Destination Bike Night is about to start again. Yeah, summer is here. We are getting ready for riding season. Uh, of course, the weather is great. This weekend, we kick off our first event with the Native American Bike Blessing. We have a gentleman uh, called White Wolf. He is in Arawak and Seminole 
uh, Native American who will come and sage all the bikes, uh, getting rid of the negativity uh, for the year and kind of trying to keep us all safe with positivity. Uh, that is happening at the Chickabee Moose Lodge. It kicks off at 10 a.m. in the morning. We go all day till 4, so you can ride in, hang out, ride in, ride out, do what you want. We have over 40 vendors coming. Food is going to be on the grill. Wow. Uh, so it's it's going to be like an all-day little festival. How, um, how many would you expect for this? Uh, last year when we did this, we had over 400 riders come wow. in to get their bikes blessed. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you think about that, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This is that's, truly the, the kickoff event, event of the season. You know, it because of all the rain, uh, there's been postponements and delays, and everything's just getting started literally this weekend. Right. Yeah. So this yeah. is the number one show, and I'm so excited that Heyman Law is a, <laughs> a sponsor of Destination Bike Night, and we're thrilled to have been a part of this for how many years? Uh, we actually been working together as, um, as events for the past 11 years. It's Has been it really good... been that long, really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, le- yeah, we've been together quite quite some time. Yeah. Now, we, uh, we started first with the uh, the Wicked and Pink, our October event, which is close to a thousand bikers all dressed in pink and going for a ride. John has been sponsoring that yep. since day one. Uh, he sponsors all our events, uh, the Native American Bike Blessing, the Destination Bike Night, which does kick off on May 12th at the Aguan Polish Club. Uh, we have Shovelhead on stage, kicks off at 9 o'clock. That we usually get anywhere from six, seven, eight hundred people on a Thursday night. Unbelievable. So yeah, the yeah, it's a uh, it, it's remarkable how uh, you know you guys picked up the uh, you guys kind of picked up from you know the bike nights downtown. Th- those were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, uh, they were great times. They they drew thousands of people. Yeah, and and you guys have kind of you know yep. picked up the. It was, uh, it was a sad situation, you know. I actually I personally went to all the uh, rest restaurateurs in the area. And I said, listen, you got to support the uh, uh, Stern Square Bike Night. Uh, You know, it's bringing you a lot of business. People are eating dinner there, having drinks. Yep. Nobody wanted to support it. I couldn't get anybody to support it. And I'm thinking... If if I couldn't get their support, they I was I was left to my own devices, and I I couldn't do it by myself. Um, for some reason, somebody on the town council simply didn't want Stern Square to yeah, continue. And and any uh, you know, of those 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 stories have uh, been going around for a, a long time, and they have. And uh, and not to point any fingers at anybody, but you know, to have you guys kind of continue, yeah. you know, carry the torch into something else something that you know that goes around the area not just yeah. to and one that, place and that's one of the good things we found a nice little niche uh one of the things the bikers like to do is ride so mm-hmm. by giving them different locations to go to every other week it, it gives them you know a different route they can go to this place they go to that place uh we're still looking to get back when we before the pandemic we were 18 weeks uh still coming back a couple years after opening back up we're still at every other week yeah starting may 12th with the destination bike night uh we have put in some concert series as well nice. and we're doing one on a friday night uh with draw the line it's gonna be at the polish american club um you can get those tickets actually on eventbrite at the throttle rocker nation uh eventbrite page so bike and motorcycle safety very important. I know yeah. you were involved yeah. in well, this incident we reported on earlier not, this week. No, right? I wasn't involved, but you knew uh, some of the guys. Lot. Yeah. Actually, I knew pretty much about eighty percent of mm-hmm. the riders that were uh, I w- there I'm that involved. day. I am directly involved, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and I can't. I'm not uh, permitted to give you details, but I can tell you that I know all about what happened, mm-hmm. how it happened, 
I know all about the person who was at fault. So this is the one in Woodstock, Connecticut, in yeah, case yes. folks are wondering. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, it was a terrible tragedy. And mm-hmm. it seems like every year this kind of situation mm-hmm. o- o- occurs. We had it in New Hampshire. We had it in uh, a ma- uh, last year in Connecticut as well, right. another incident. Let me so- ask you a question about that because I don't ride a motorcycle, but I ride a, a bicycle a lot. And I got hit. Last year, while I was on my bicycle, and you didn't call me, I didn't call you. I'm a little <laughs> upset with you, John. Do you, do you know a good attorney? <laughs> I know many good attorneys. They're all at Heyman Law Firm. Yeah. Um, but my question is, do you think there's a bias by some people against others who ride motorcycles and bicycles? Well, like they're, they're out to get you, almost like because you're doing. No, that? I don't. Th- I don't think it's a question of out to get you. But I can tell you that number one, the, your first question is: there a bias? Uh, I've been doing this for 40 years, mm-hmm. and I can tell you over the years things have evolved, and certainly there was there was a bias 40 years ago. It, uh, for example, if you had tattoos, we would go out and at trial and make sure our clients were wearing long sleeve shirts to cover those tattoos, really? because we know inherently yeah. back then, <laughs> you know, it, it was a bias. Right. Now, uh, when we refer to tattoos, and if if they get uh, uh, harmed uh, as a result of an accident, mm-hmm. we say artwork has been destroyed, all right? right? So you take a different perspective. So things evolve, and tattoos, as you know, have become rather commonplace sure. within society. So there's not that uh, there's not that prejudice. But I will tell you that that uh, people, psych- I've, I've read about this, and psychologically, people don't seem to see motorcyclists and they expect to see in their mind's eyes uh automobiles and that mm-hmm. and and a lot yeah. of it is due to that yeah. a lot of it is due to distracted driving yep. and uh in inattention and reckless driving well, I, well i get stuff yelled at me sometimes when i'm on my bicycle and people come too close to me on purpose i think so well that's well, that's because of what you do here in the show <laughs> that, that might be true plus yeah. you know there's a law that you must be a minimum of three feet away from a bicyclist at go. all times mm-hmm. so uh you know mm-hmm. get their Write down their phone number okay. somehow, all right? All right. Yeah. John Heyman and, call and uh, me. John Heyman and uh, Bob uh, Kane Alves. It's, it's so good to see you guys. And again, uh, May 12th? May 12th is the kickoff of Destination Bike Night. Sunday, May 1st, is our Native American Bike Blessing at the uh, Chickabee Moose Lodge. All starts at 10 o'clock. And the uh, bike nights are going until uh, they early are every September. Every other weekend until September 1st. Nice. Awesome. I just want to tell you how excited we are because, you know, the Heyman Law Firm uh, uh, promotes ever so many uh events throughout the year both in connecticut and massachusetts uh this year we can see all kinds of events taking place virtually every weekend there's going to be two three four sometimes as many as six events over the course of a weekend but i think things have opened up i think there are places to go so now you're not just riding to ride you're riding and there's a destination to go have a a, a sandwich a drink or whatever Mm -hmm. very good we're excited about this season Guys, thanks for very much for coming in. Best right. of luck. Thank you. Thank Good you. to see you. It's 8.56 back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream home improvement, and sometimes it's a necessity. Rock 102 wants to help you get that project done with Pick Your Project, built by Dave Miner Exterior.